Wendy and I were watching Netflix the other night. It was a detective mystery type show, and there had been a double murder connected directly to a house burning in Wales. Now, Matthias, the cop, he was there on site. He was inspecting the crime scene, and he was walking around and going up and down a burned-out stairwell in a really scorched building that had been destroyed by fire, as I said a moment ago. Indeed, in my mind, it was a very dangerous situation, and I, as I was watching the show, I was certain any second, any moment, he's going to put his foot through the floor. Or maybe even worse, again, I said a moment ago he was going up and down a burned-out stairwell. Even worse, I even expected that at some point the stairwell, uh, which he was going up and down, would just collapse under his weight. I found it interesting. I found it really interesting because I was thinking about this sermon on solid ground. As I'm watching him walk around the crime scene, I'm thinking, man, you know, the detective, Matthias, when he takes one step after another, I expected him to very cautiously make sure that the area where he placed his foot would fully support the weight of his body. But he walked around almost as if he already knew that he was walking on firm, solid ground. I don't know why. God's been working on me, and God has led me to talk about solid ground this week. You know, I think everybody, in their own way, hopes for, searches for, and eventually finds, or maybe even reluctantly settles for people, places, and things that, for them, in some way, establishes some notion of solid ground. Our scripture today is from 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 17. If you invoke as Father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him, you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are set on God. And just a couple of verses from Psalm 40. I share with you, from David, the writer of Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. You know, with what all of us have been through, I'm I can't say enough that everybody I know hopes for, searches for, and eventually finds, eventually finds and secures people, places, and things that establish for them, each one, some notion of solid ground. Now, initially, I started to contemplate my own desire and my own search for solid ground. And I think of things like, 
I want a firm foundation beneath my feet where I walk. Okay? I want a firm foundation beneath me where I sit. For example, my lazy boy at the parsonage has a bolt in the frame underneath that keeps falling out. What do I do? Well, every few days I turn the chair over, I put the bolt in, and I tighten it up, and we keep going. <laughs> I want a firm foundation where I lay, where I sleep. Personally, Wendy and I prefer a very firm mattress. And by far, the greater part, the greater portion of all the persons that I trust and the people who have my back, interestingly enough, and I guess it just makes sense, logically, I want them to be the kind of people that I can count on who would be, I could refer to them as solid ground. Another place I thought of is where I ride my bicycle in the morning. You know, there's one corner in our neighborhood that consistently has rocks, little stones, that when you graze those stones, they cause my front wheel of my bicycle to roll sideways slightly when I round the curve. So what do I do? I try to remember where the curve is, and I also try to swing widely around it so that my front wheel doesn't hit those rocks. But what usually happens when you and I are searching for solid ground? Do we necessarily find solid ground everywhere we look? Or do we often find people, places, philosophies, you know, things to believe in, policies, organizations, uh, television shows, our favorite news anchor, doctors, politicians, the society where we live, our culture? Don't we often find all these things in an ever-changing state of flux? I know I do. One example of uh, what I would call the world shaking like a tremor below our feet is from a conversation I had with a friend just the other day. Now, my friend is frankly up in arms because his favorite news anchor seems like he has jumped ship, so to speak. Seems like he's changing his tune. He's saying different things now about the many difficult issues and events that are constantly in the daily news. As a matter of fact, things that have been in the news almost daily for months. In fact, my friend said to me, referring to this news anchor I just referred to, quote, I really counted on this guy. And now, I don't know what to believe anymore. Indeed. I believe if we're honest with ourselves, we have to admit that much of what we've been facing lately on a daily basis is constantly moving in an ever-changing state of flux. I think, in fact, we are still constantly surrounded by challenges to finding and securing solid ground. Let me give you just a couple of examples. Guidelines for social distancing. I don't care if they're CDC or whatever. So let's just say the general guideline for social distancing has been six feet. We've heard that now for six months. Well, for some people, dining out, you know, inside a restaurant is now in question, especially after a fairly recent study that moved social distancing for some people from six feet to 26 feet when a closed-up facility with active air handlers is considered. Now, I know not everybody agrees with that, but that's what the article said. Closed-up facilities with active air handlers definitely changes what we should be considering as safe 
distances from one another. Also, something really, really current and recent. And again, I just heard about it last night, so I don't have all the facts. But apparently, there is a big disagreement now between the White House and uh, the uh, uh, medical officials, um, health experts in our nation when it comes to the timeline and the distribution of an effective um, vaccine. As a matter of fact, I heard that uh, comment that um, the CDC director was mixed up in what he said and that it really wouldn't was going to happen way faster than next summer. What's the point here? People disagree. The point is there's you and me on the receiving end trying to figure out who's in charge, who really knows what's going on. How do we figure out who actually knows the truth of what's happening or not? Politicians, the presidential campaign is becoming a trail of twists, turns, tears, lies. It's also has it's also has uh, it's a trail of truths. Moments of integrity, we all know that. There's moments of false accusations resulting in a lot of bumps, a lot of bruises, and unfortunately resulting in demonstrations where some people are really getting hurt, some even killed. You know, every day, Wendy goes to the health department. Uh, I don't do this, so I'm just doing the best I can with what I think I know. I think it's the Arizona Health Department website. She goes to check the coronavirus numbers, okay? You know, number hospitalized, number of new infections, number of deaths, those types of things. She also figures out what that percentage is per 100,000. Uh, I believe yesterday's was 15.4 in Yuma County. Well, it appears to both Wendy and I that the criteria used to calculate and compile a lot of these numbers is changing all the time, okay? I've also read that scientists and medical experts are disagreeing with the way some politicians want the total number of deaths calculated. Well, what I'm trying to say here is I'm not trying to prove because I can't. I'm not trying to prove or argue about who's right and who's wrong. All I'm trying to say is the question for a lot of people these days is, so who and what do we believe? Who really has truth nailed down here? Okay, that's what we're talking about. How do I find solid, firm ground when I'm looking for the truth about what's going on in the world today? So where's the cornerstone for us this week? What more can we possibly learn from the Apostle Peter? And in what way can I, can we improve our search for and our obtainment of solid ground in our life. Well, according to a guy, a commentator by the name of Albert Barnes, quote, this epistle, this epistle of First Peter, was evidently addressed to those who were passing through severe trials and probably to those who were at that time enduring persecution. The main object of this chapter is to comfort those people in their trials to suggest such considerations as would enable them to bear up or, or be supported with the right spirit and to show the sustaining, elevating, and purifying power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. End quote. 
Well, when I think about what I know about 1 Peter, I'd have to share this with you. You know, in Peter's time, people I'm sure were wondering if life as they began to know it was going to be worth the loss, pain, and suffering they were striving to endure. I mean, they must have asked themselves, maybe daily, will placing my complete trust in this newfangled faith, this Jesus faith, is it going to give me the solid ground I so want and need in my daily life? I mean, think about it, friends. Anyone who actually knew much about the Apostle Peter would have understood that something either really crazy or something holy and powerfully miraculous was going on with him. Prior to his becoming the leader of the early church and being the outspoken preacher and teacher of the gospel, he would have put his trust in the patch he put on his fishing boat. He would have put his trust in his best fishing friend. He would have put his trust in the integrity of his fishing equipment or in those fresh knots that he would have tied in his fishing nets. I mean, I'm a fisherman and I want to have faith in my fishing equipment. But now, Peter found solid ground in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. And Peter found a deep faith in God's promises that would carry him through any adversity. As far as we know, Peter at this point in his career had left all that he knew and probably most of the things that he had counted on in the past and replaced much of what he once trusted with unwavering faith in Christ. Indeed, Christ in Christ Jesus, Peter found the solid ground he was looking for. And he knew in the face of really trying times, the very young church for whom he was leading probably had a steep learning curve ahead of them as they looked to Jesus as the solid ground that everyone so badly wanted and needed. Well, keeping in mind here that Peter's admonition is, in general, meant to strengthen and encourage people, he points with confidence at the person and place in which he found solid ground, and that's Jesus himself. Peter writes, through him, and he's talking about Jesus here, you have come to trust in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are set on God. So, what has changed in 2,000 years, you ask? And my answer is not much, really. We are living in what many would describe as a perilous, uncertain time. And even though the circumstances are not what they were in Peter's time, people today, I believe, are still looking for solid ground. People today are holding tight because so many things are shaking, even crumbling beneath their feet. People I know want and need something solid to hold on to. So finally, and I think most important for us all to take into the week before us, is this question. How can I possibly improve on my search for solid ground? Well, friends, some of the ways that I personally search for and find solid ground in my life include, number one, I go with what I know. I go with what works. I go with what I've already experienced and I already know works in my daily life. And I stay away from those things that are still in question. Number two, I seek the wisdom of God and I seek the wisdom of others. 
Let me give you an example. Many of you know we've got a new dog, Brownie. Well, we kind of want to start over in learning and doing a better job being pet parents. So we started to look for a vet, a veteran, uh, a doctor of veterinary medicine for Brownie and uh, made a couple phone calls. Uh, Ironwood Vet Center down uh, here in Yuma, they uh, recommended uh, Foothills Animal Hospital. And then we went to Barb Jester. They have dogs and Barb recommended them as well. So just an example, we prayed about it and we said, anyway, we took Brownie in, had a great experience. Seeking the wisdom of God and others, I think, is a great way to look for solid ground in our life. And then as we think about the week before us, um, think, pray, talk to people, go with what you know and set out a plan. And when you come up with a plan, recognize your own limitations. I mean, think about a time when you knew Jesus was close by your side. Or maybe it was in retrospect. And as you look back over your shoulder, you saw a time when Jesus picked you up and carried you. Think about those places where you find safety. I mean, I'm a Boy Scout. I was talking for a minute ago about how I find solid ground. Well, I'm a Boy Scout. I'm always concerned about safety, public safety. I'm always concerned about nurturing a safe, stable environment every place I go. Um, think about that. Um, we've had a lot of opportunity with the coronavirus to do the best we can to nurture safe environments as well. I uh, already shared with you about choosing a vet for Brownie. And uh, lastly, as we wrap this up, um, I'm very trusting in our annual conference leadership and our bishop, our district superintendents, and uh, 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 the COVID reopening team at the annual conference. Um, I'm also very trusting in our reopening team here at Yuma First. I trust them to faithfully guide us to a safe church campus reopening when the time is right. I mean, friends, you can't argue with the facts. Yogi Berra used to say the numbers don't lie. There are many, many examples in the news today of organizations who tried to gather together in person and many had multiple safety protocols firmly in place. Yet what happened was many of those places had to close down because of the very potent spikes in coronavirus infection. Believe me, not only were they disappointed, but so are all of us who are still waiting, okay? Again, this is not about who's right and who's wrong. This is about the fact that there are so many variables going on in the world today. We're still looking for places to find and secure solid ground. Okay, lastly, set out a plan. After you go through the steps, and by the way, there's a lot of prayer in these steps. Set out a plan. Make a plan that's doable for you. Recognize your limitations. Be wise and slow. Listen and then listen again. Set out a course. Come up with a plan one step at a time. And be realistic about your limitations. Here's another thing. And I thought about writing, you know, sharing this with you today. And I thought about it, but I want to. Expect, fully expect that there will be setbacks, but still remain positive and hopeful. So what are we going to do this week? Friends, we're going to crack this open together, okay? We're going to carefully and wisely search for, and we're, and we're going to nail down some solid ground 
in our lives. Let's pray. O Christ of the forgotten, Christ of the poor, Christ of the hurt and confused, Christ of all who worry about the future, Christ of all who look for and hope to find solid ground, help us each one with your grace, love and power to sort out our life. Help us search for and find solid ground in you, O God of life, the one who shed his precious blood for us. Help us to find that solid ground always beginning with you, O God, as the chief cornerstone of the solid ground in our life. And it's all these things that we pray as God's people. Amen and amen.